So I was having a legitimate conversation with somebody about this was before Leadville. So we didn't know how insane Keegan's time was going to be, but we were talking about like, okay, if somebody was going to beat Keegan, what would they have to do? And we were talking about various tactics that people could pull. I don't think there's, I I don't think there's anything that anybody could have done this year to beat Keegan. What is up, my party people? The show this week has a bunch of random topics, including Gravel's newest party event, the SBT Hill Climb, team talk, questions about aero socks and tire ricos, and a whole lot that I can't even remember right now. Oh, and Dizzle is making his Gravel comeback this weekend at BWR Utah, so if you're out there, make sure to give him some help for his four-year hiatus from racing long races on the dirt. Give any questions or feedback for the show, drop us a note at bonkbrospodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on the InstaWaves. A huge shout to our loyal Patreon supporters who have already listened to this episode with Early Access Pass, so if you too want to beat your friends to the weekly Bonk Bros digestion game, head over to patreon.com slash patreon underscore bonk bros. Alright, let's get this party started. Tyler, what you been up to, man? This morning? Or in general? Or every morning? Or every okay. evening? How far back do you want me to go? Um, 30 years, 30 years, oh, bro. I don't think I can remember that. I was five, four. Uh, yeah, man, not much. Just kind of riding bikes, trying to figure out why I'm riding bikes. Dude, what can Sometimes. you say about this little sugar race? I'm, I'm actually, we, we had a very brief conversation about it in the last podcast, but I'm actually highly considering doing it. Do you know, do you know about the course? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think so. Little sugar. Right, big well, sugar. let's hear it. I mean, is it? No, is no, it no. Not I did. Be... I did big sugar last year. I'm, I'm talking about little sugar. Tyler, is it not going to be the same course that they did for the Epic Rides races? Um, no, because Epic Rides went just to the back forty. Um, the last time I checked, the Little Sugar race goes to the Little Sugar side. Um, it's all is that like, a thing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's on the east, the west side of the highway. So the the oh. Epic Ride series only stayed on the. Uh, east side east side yeah back 40 um which you do come back on i can't remember the year that you came down or the last year they had it which direction we went or i think we went counterclockwise so you would do clockwise basically on a lot of the stuff except for the ledges mm. and things like that um, so you would go the you would go down the ledges instead of up no the ledges. you would not you would not do the, the ledges at all oh i don't mm-hmm. think um let me just let me just pull up the course here real quick but like literally um, you go to the page the little sugar page and the first picture shows a big sign of the back 40 yeah i mean that's like the that's like the big deal but, you're, but it but uh-huh. you're saying that the back 40 spans both sides of the highway no <laughs> the back 40 trail system is on the east side of the highway the little sugar trail system is on the west side of the highway. So why would so, they have a picture so of the back gonna 40? Hit, if yeah, not so gonna, it's not going to hit the back 40 at all. No, it, God. <laughs> <laughs> it is going to hit the back 40. Uh, let me like, let me just pull up. Hold on a second. Let me just look here at the 100K route. It is okay. 100K, so it's 62 miles. Yeah. So it is like 10 miles further than the, the Epic Rides race. Yeah, so you start in Kohler, and then you head out, and you, like, 
are riding on a trail called Tunnel Vision. I'm going to be then, honest. None of this is helpful. Like, don't tell me specific trail names. Just tell me what I'm tires trying, I need to run. This is, yeah. Oh, it, does, it doesn't matter what trails are hidden. The, the, yeah, the tires aren't going to change, dude. You're like yeah. telling me specific trail names as if that means anything to me. Dude, I've, well, never, I've never ridden mountain bikes there. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help Adam, right? Like the Adams, I'm trying to help Adam because he's been here and at least yeah. might, might have some familiarity. So yeah. your your questions come second, Dylan. Okay, contrary to what you might. Believe. What what tire what tires do the locals run when they they're trying to go fast there? You can't For, you can't go with what the locals run. Why? Because you can't hang, dude. That's why. <laughs> uh, so let me put it this way: I did basically like a, a I'll say a light version of this route. We didn't go as far out, um, but we did do a light version of this route earlier for the Peddlers Bash. Um, and I ran a Barzo up front and a Mezcal in the rear. Okay. So pretty, I like kind of, kind of XC heavy. I have never heard of either of those tires. (laughs) Not surprising. Uh, so the 50 K route for the GER is the same, the same route that we did for, uh, no, it's a little bit shorter anyways. Uh, yeah. I mean, you want something like for sure, like 2.35, 2.3 like minimum but mm-hmm. you want some wait can, some s- sidewall protection for sure what were the names of those tires again barzo the vittoria barzo and the Mez- vittoria mezcal if we came up with a tire company think of how cool of tire names think those are some cool name tires but we could probably do better <laughs> like we could come up with some pretty wicked awesome tire names all right jury let's hear it no, oh no, I'm not, not right. Not, not right, right now. now. You didn't uh, give me a couple hours to brew You're on. Just it talking I'll... all this smack about how you got these amazing tire names and you can't even think of one. Uh, yeah, but I'm just saying, there's the potential is there. The ignition, dude, tire, I, the ignition tire co is. I mean, I know, I know. I've, we Adam and Adam and I have both made this point like a thousand times, but I don't think you realize how hard it is to make tires. That's why we're going to do it, dude. At your it's, place. It's so hard to make tires that Continental can't even go the extra step to remove all the hairs on their tire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll do that. We'll be the tire company that removes your hair for you. <laughs> Powered by Manscaped. Uh, uh, Dylan, Dylan, do you want my tire recommendations? Yeah. Because you're probably not going to run Vittoria's, I don't think. I'm not opposed to running any <laughs> brand of tire. but Okay. Well, I mean, you could go with the what, locals. What are, what are your recommendations? Uh, 2.4 recons. Not the recon race, just straight up recon. Yeah. Okay. There's so much, wow. like, there's so much like sharp rock here and like the limestone mm-hmm. just kind of like breaks off like half the trails that you're riding on. It's not dirt, you know, it's like yeah. sh- loose rock kind of like shale. Um, yeah. And that stuff has like a tendency to, to cut tires. And if it's wet, dude, like you need something with some grip for sure. Um, yeah. And you need that. Yeah. That big so I'm thinking, and, and you really uh, don't want any exposed casing. That's the big thing. Like that's right. why Aspen suck there. Because the, there's so much exposed casing and the recon race, like the knobs are, are so short that even yeah. that, like the rocks could cut through it. Um, okay. Maxis also makes like a recon in their like extra, extra protection. Like you could even consider running that tire in the rear. Yeah. I, I've heard that you need a lot of protection for, for racing in Arkansas. Um, all right. I just think you, and I'm assuming it's definitely a full suspension race. hundred percent. 
Is yeah. every race a full suspension race? Well, dude, I thought the same thing, and then I got into the Lifetime series, and I was sorely mistaken. <laughs> You're doing gravel races. But it, but it, and... Well, you you run a dropper no matter what, but it, it's the kind of race where like you don't need a dropper post, but you want full suspension. Oh, I need a dropper post for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the trails are really fun um, for sure, but yeah, like you do need, I think, a high-volume tire, higher-volume tire, and then... Yeah, some some flat protection there for sure. And that's really what I think okay. takes a lot of people out is they come down with their like Aspen setup or, you know, something even like a Mezcal in both on both. And then they are like pulling over to the side of the trail with flats pretty early on. You hear that, Drew? They come down with their Mezcal. <laughs> <laughs> Drew's like, uh, I got my getaways. Is that the right tire? <laughs> that's a cool name, too. The getaway. Ooh, Yeah. You know, Drew, there's a lot more to having a tire company than thinking of names. <laughs> yeah, but I'd say that the names are a big part of it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so what, are you going to come down and are you going to scope this? Are you going to scope it out or are you just going to arrive on Friday and race on Saturday? Me? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I haven't even decided if the I'm race is the race Sunday. There's, there's like, Good to know. I mean, I have, you know, I don't have anything better to do in north carolina so i don't see any reason why i wouldn't come like a week early and scope the whole course yeah or you could come to bwr kansas and <laughs> get your face smoked by me <laughs> uh sure yeah oh we got a naked kid hold on <laughs> well good thing nobody <laughs> in the podcast can see your screen <laughs> um yeah dylan are you racing um, it all before schwabigan Man, I keep going back and forth on Gravel Nationals, and I think what's going to make the decision is the fact that my IT band is flaring up, and it's kind of preventing me from doing the training that I want to do right now. Uh, It was flaring up before Leadville, and I barely, you know, I barely made it. Like, it was was hurting at the end of the, the race itself, and then the next day, it hurt just to walk. Uh, Hmm. But then I took six days off and I was like, hopefully if I take six days off, it'll be fine when I get back. But I did a five hour ride the other day and it was definitely sore towards towards the end of that five hour ride. So I don't, I don't really, I don't really know what to do with that. And uh, so your IT band. Yeah. So how do you know it's, it's the IT band causing the knee knee pain. I mean, every symptom that I'm experiencing is, uh, a symptom of having a tight IT band. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. That's un- that's not that common for riding. A lot of runners. I got it when I was training I've for got, the Ultra. I've, I've actually gotten it before riding. I don't know. Maybe my yeah. IT bands are particularly tight. Yeah, I, I have super tight IT bands too. Mm-hmm. So I, I, But I I haven't had knee issues with it in a while. Every once in a yeah. while I'll get hip issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can also strengthen it. There's a couple good things that I was trying to do to strengthen mine when I was running a lot. Yeah, no, I'm trying, I'm doing, I'm doing some exercises. We'll see. We'll see if they help. Uh, I'm going to go out and ride today and I'll see how it feels. But I think that honestly, more than anything, that'll probably be the deciding factor on me not doing gravel nationals. So Hmm. that's unfortunately two weeks, right? Scared. Yeah. It's like two and a half weeks. Did you guys watch the (laughs) preview video? Yeah, I did email, but I didn't. Are you talking about, uh, yeah, I wrote, I wrote down ben. that pro- I wrote down that promo code though. 
save fifteen percent off that <laughs> registration because it's freaking expensive. So like two fifty for two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, that's, a yeah that's that's the other thing. So I would need the registration is one thing, and then I would have to get a USA Cycling license, and I hate that. Mm. I haven't had a USA Cycling license in like four or five years. You guys were totally wrong about the payout. It is only the top five, and it's tw- it's what is it? It's twenty five k just to the top five. That's wild. Yeah, first place gets twelve thousand. Fifth place Dang. gets like two thousand. That's hmm. wild. So man. do you that's think actually, that's how the Little Sugar races too? It's so thirty two thousand for wow. the top five. Holy! Whoa. I've, yeah, been at, I've been like, <laughs> I've been uh, trying to get that. I've been looking at the registration. I it, okay. I've been looking at the registration for gravel nats, and right now Alexi Vermeule and Ann Pete Stetton are registered, and Borselman is registered. So like, there's some hitters that are going. Dude, like, everyone's going to go. Yeah, everyone's going to be there. Yeah, no one registers are. a month in advance. Hey, they. Do. Yeah, you think you think Keegan's going to gravel nats? That's what I'm saying. We like. 100% and I was going to ask this: Is there a way for me to look up the registration of the race this weekend, BWR Utah? Or no, is it no. just you figure it out when you Sometimes get Sometimes they'll put out like a pro roster list ahead of time, but if yeah. they didn't do that, then there's no way. Yeah. I thought about like messaging Dave Toll, the announcer, because he knows who I am, but nobody else does. So if the <laughs> announcer knows who I am, that's like the only person that needs dude, to you know don't, who you are no, you don't to get want, a call up. No, oh, for a call up. Yeah, you don't, don't need a call. No, dude, you want to you want to be flying under the radar, dude. You don't you don't need a you know you don't need a call up for a BWR race, man. You're gonna be fine. Okay, good. You've got did 120 a, miles to sort it out. There's not a single track section. No, what about four and a half? What about the four and a half tunnel? It's fine, dude. I've done <laughs> I've done BWR like Utah like three times, and then that tunnel comes, and there's like a it squishes. Yeah. And then immediately after that, everybody catches it's back on. It's, yeah, it's, it's like a straight road for miles and miles. Dude, it's, it's like half the – no, not even half. Like 85% of the race is on a straight road. Like Yeah, like you could start in 500th position, and if you know how to race your bike, you're going to be absolutely fine. Don't yeah. worry about a call-up. Yeah, I was texting Alexi. He said to be careful with the tunnel, and then he said if I was going to pre-ride anything, he said pre-ride the last single track section. Like right yeah, which I, I don't. I guess there's a so, giant climb, and then yeah, off-road. I don't think so. He says last single track section because every time he's done it, which is every time I've done it, the single track section's been at the end of the race. I think that they're actually putting it in the middle of the race or something. I don't know. I'm not doing the race, so I haven't looked that far into it. But I think the climb yeah. and the single track is actually in the middle of the race this year. There is a big climb in the middle of the race, but there's a really steep climb called Can- I've got it written down Canera Mountain Road. Does that sound familiar? No, <laughs> it's not the it's not the highest climb. It's like the second highest climb, but it's the steepest climb. And then right after that is a single track. So I was going to pre ride that because that's at like mile one hundred basically. And so I feel yeah. like that's going to be where bombs are dropped. But you know, if I make yeah. it over the, assuming I make it over the first climb, and the first climb yeah. is like a big long climb. It's like eight or ten miles or something, and it's right in the middle of the race. Drew, just remember to do what you did at San Diego and pace yourself appropriately. You know, when they start doing 400 <laughs> just get watts, dropped on the first climb, yeah. When they start yeah. doing 400 watts up the first climb, just keep, I don't keep know. it at 300. Maybe. I don't know why I got so scared to do 400 watts. Like, I can do 400 watts for several minutes. It's like, I don't know why I freaked out about that. Like, And you do 400 watts for 20 minutes, though, is the question. Oh, yeah. I'll do, <laughs> I can do 404, actually. You just wait. 
I'm still waiting, man. I've been waiting for months. I broke my wrist, dude. You got to give me a little bit of a little bit of leeway. Come on. Hey, you broke right. your wrist, not your legs. Yeah, come on. But you can't do an FTP test with one arm. I mean, you can. Sounds like a quitter. But, you know that? It. Okay, what you just said, Tyler, is probably one of the biggest frustrate. Like the the most frustrating thing about having a broken wrist is that literally there was nothing wrong with my legs, but I couldn't ride for a month. That is that's like super frustrating. You're like, did, there's did literally you ride nothing on the trainer? wrong. Yeah, but that's not fun. You don't even ride the trainer, and you're if I if I broke my wrist and I had to, I'd probably ride the trainer for like an hour. Yeah, no, that's what I was doing, like an hour, hour and a half max, and I was running a lot. But it's not the same. You know, I still mm. lost a ton of fitness. Mm. But according to the Training Peak CTL, I'm right back to where I was before the broken wrist. So, you know. <clears throat> what are back. you at? What's your CTL? Oh, let's not do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> My CTL has dropped a lot because I just took six days off. I'm at like just over 100. Oh, you might be higher than me right now. I think mm. I'm at... 97. Ooh, <laughs> I'll pull up mine just, just so we can flex. What are y'all's? I haven't had 100 CTL in like like three years. I don't think I've Mine says 99. CTL. 99? Yeah. Today. Dang, we are so close, man. I know. That's crazy. Typical. I'm going to go ride like six hours so I can get 99. Yeah, go <laughs> do it, man. Just do, just do it. Blow that knee. Totally yeah, who cares? About, who cares about your high camping? It's all about that CTL score. Yeah. Uh, um, so we, do we have anything actual to talk about today, Adam? Dude, are you going to? Are you for sure going to Big Sugar? Or are you still waiting on if you get in or not? I'm waiting on you to tell me if I can get in or not. <laughs> yeah, no, they told me to reach back out. I should. They said to reach out. I thought they said September, if so I, I was waiting if until I can, September. If I can get in. And we're doing the booth and stuff. Then yeah, I'll come down because what about uh, be a bonk yes. showdown and it'll be like a business trip. Yes, mm. exactly. Right off, dude. So what I want to know is like, since when was SBT like this massive party race? Like every picture that I've seen of SBT is like dudes with their shirt off, you know, and they're like this this hill climb thing i feel we like must, i'm pretty we, tuned we must in. be into different things man because I, I didn't see any of those pictures you didn't see any of those pictures are you kidding me right now i mean i saw the hill climb what? I, didn't see, I didn't see a bunch of pictures of dudes with their shirts off i'm talking about like no i'm talking i'm talking about how like there's all these people dressed up in costumes racing their bikes since when was that a that's thing? the hill that's climb, the hill climb. I feel like I'm really tuned into this gravel. Is, this, and is, I had this is the first no year that they did that. that. This is the first year. That's okay. part of why I think they separated away from the Leadville weekend was they, mm-hmm. they wanted to just have their own standalone event. Okay. So I think I had heard about this hill climb and how there was like prize money for it. And I thought it was like a serious thing. And every single picture I've seen, it looks like it's a Halloween race. Yes. So was there prize money? I don't know. I didn't do it. So I didn't care. There was prize beer. I know that much from Valtteri Bottas' story. So Nice. The one person I didn't see there was Keegan Swenson. He was too busy in his feels. Shocker. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, taking the race too seriously. I mean, mean, Keegan probably would have beaten Howie, but Howie's Howie's pretty damn good on those, like, super short, steep, punchy climbs. Did he win the hill climb? I don't even know. I assume so. It looks like he did. So, but you don't know. I, I was how just long? busy looking how at all these costumes that people. Are you were talking wearing. about? Are we talking about like a city, like a sh- city street sprint thing? Like no, no, no it's like up a no, steep it, dirt climb. It looked off road. 
I know, yeah. but like, is it a, we're talking five miles or just a short little? No, s- like a, a mile. Mm, okay. Or less. Yeah. Nice. Dude, what happened, cool. to, what happened to your boy, Phil Guyman? Who's my boy? Phil Guyman? I thought he was going to take down Keegan, man. At SBT? Dude, he doesn't yeah. race. He doesn't race gravel. I think he literally just showed up for the hill climb. Oh, he didn't even do the race on Sunday? I'm, I'm fairly certain that he only showed up for the hill climb because he's what? a hill climber. He's not a gravel race. I could be wrong. He may have done the race, but I didn't even see him on the results. You think so he I'm traveled all the way sad. from California to Colorado to do a one-mile hill climb? Yeah, for a dude, race that doesn't even dude, count for I think whole, He has his done whole, crazier things, man. He's traveled like yeah. across the world to do a Strava segment. So, see, I think his whole <laughs> thing is that he doesn't race anymore, and he's like yeah. sticking to it. Like he's not going to do a race. When thought, when the jukebox team was announced, there was like a new uh, cycling news headline. Uh, that said Phil Guyman comes out of retirement to race gravel, and he was not having that. He, like, made it very clear, I am not racing gravel. Oh, dude, I thought for sure he was going to do the race on Sunday, too, and I didn't see him in there. No, I don't think so. <clears throat> yeah, that's sad. Phil Guyman, who doesn't race, has more race sponsors than I do. <laughs> <laughs> dude, he's that's honestly, a, Phil, Guy- left out Phil Guyman. He's got way more. Phil Guyman, who doesn't race, probably is one of the highest paid professional cyclists in the U.S. right now. <laughs> who gets no paid doubt. to, like, not race his bike. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter though. I mean, he he gets paid to make content, and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. So he's the extreme that's all professional of sports like, is is entertainment. Yeah, as I was about to say, he's the extreme end of like if you have to have media or just results. He doesn't have any results because he doesn't race. So he's literally sponsored only for said, his social media. So, so I will. He's not currently getting results, but obviously he used to be a world tour. Dude, he's getting KOM results, cyclist, and uh, and he actually is you know, getting Strava KOMs, like we can argue about whether that's legitimate or not, <laughs> but no. But so he's actually, he, it's not like he's, it's not like he, I'm trying to think of an example of somebody who like barely even rides their bike, but has sponsors. And I can't even think of one because I don't really pay attention to those people, but there are well, people that well, are you, just you, <laughs> you, you barely ride. I mean, 97 <laughs> CTL. Come on. Dude, that's I a bet, joke. I bet dude, Phil Guyman my, rides his bike more than all of us. Probably even combined. Man. Yeah, probably. I bet his CTL is like 103. <laughs> so, dude, I'm going to look this the up. point. The point I'm getting at is that there are straight up like just influencers that have more sponsors than you as well, Drew. Like they don't even race or barely ride and they're they're getting a bigger paycheck than you're getting. Yeah, I know. We need uh, we need our homeboy playing bikes to help me come up with some brilliant idea for my YouTube <laughs> channel so that I dude, can get actually, some sponsors. Dude, Phil Guyman is slacking this year. I almost have more miles than him. Are you look you oh you can see that on Strava. I did that yeah. to Dylan. I looked up how many miles. He's only got we won't. He's got more time than I do. He must ride slow too. What the heck? It's all uphill, right? <laughs> he's got 6800 miles, 475 hours. I've got 6500 miles and 411 hours. So, we're You're basically faster. equal. You're faster than Phil Guyman. Yeah, dude. There you go. Nice. Dude, he's even got a picture of a mountain bike on his Strava. Maybe he is going to get into off-road racing. <laughs> yeah, you didn't watch dude, his I, uh I think it would be it'd be hilarious to see him go do attempt Uh-oh. the Columbine Kalon. Yeah, Adam. What? Yeah. Dude, I can see you guys. Bye-bye. Damn. We're not going to be able to hear what was hilarious. Oh, <laughs> uh, there we go. What's hilarious? <laughs> Are you You're back? Dude, that was so weird. You guys kept saying that I was gone, but I could see you the whole time and hear you guys. Well, this is going to be really weird for the listeners because 
they probably them, heard what them. you said. Yeah, I was say it doesn't doesn't matter. We just oh, didn't hear you. I was the listeners say, heard you. It would be <laughs> hilarious to see uh, Phil Guyman go for the Columbine KOM. Mm. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think he could do it if he was fresh. Like you have to take into account that Keegan did it. You know, already three hours into a race, two and a half hours into a race, and he had to race back, so he's somewhat pacing himself. Yeah, dude, and and it would be even more funny if Phil like flew in and did it the same day, like yeah, literally showed up as late as possible. <laughs> dude, he should. He should. <laughs> well. You, how late are people still riding Columbine on race day? Mm, like how how like late the, into, like the twelve hour people? You mean? Yeah, like how late into the day are people still riding Columbine? Probably like he, one, I'm a, one p.m. Because I'm, I'm assuming he would want to do it with nobody in the way. No, dude, I'm not talking. You, you're talking. Race no day. one rides Columbine not on race day, dude. No one. <laughs> I rode Columbine not on race day. You were prepping for the race. The race is over, man. Ain't nobody yeah. care about Columbine anymore. I mean, yeah, I agree, but what you were saying he should he needs to do it on race day, were you not? No. <laughs> uh, what were you saying? I'm just saying he just fly in like the, the day of that he's going to do it. Oh. So like literally try to get there as late as possible. No, you know what would be cooler is I mean, if that he would flew, be cool if he flew in the day of Leadville and did it on the day of Leadville and was like, "Ha, huh, I was actually the fastest one up Columbine today." That I mean, that would be pretty funny too. He could start at like two p.m. Well, no, he he would have to. He should start like as soon as Keegan's race is over or something. So that way, like Keegan posts the new KOM and then Phil goes to try and take it immediately. Or after. Keegan, or Keegan, uh, he waits for Keegan to come by him, like at the base of Columbine, and then he just rides on his wheel and he out sprints him at the top. <laughs> Smart, <laughs> Dizzle style. Yeah, that sounds exactly like what I. That's like my playbook. <clears throat> I will uh, that that uh that KOM though I'm I'm sure Phil could get it because he's such a phenomenal climber but I will say that that KOM is really hard to get even if you're fresh right now it was it was because of Keegan's time you mean yeah oh, okay it's what it's like well, 44 yeah. minutes or something like 340 it's, watts yeah yeah which it's is like a pretty sea level of equip sea level equivalent of well over 400. We're yeah. only doing an hour today, right? Because I have to go ride. All right. We'll see you later. An hour for this podcast? <laughs> yeah, last time we were on for like an hour and a half. You can leave. On, you guys. have agency. <laughs> <laughs> you already showed up late, man. Yeah, dude. It was only a couple of minutes. This is a very professional podcast that we're running here, okay? We can't have tardiness and people just <laughs> leaving early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keegan's Principal. time was 51.57. Principal Tyler. Okay. Does it say his power? 327. Yeah. It's a See, that's lot. That's chump change for Phil Guyman. Man, he's going to smash that. Well, it's chump 327? change. <laughs> Man, I do 327 in my sleep. I do that at threshold. I don't want to hear it, man. When's the last time you to, wrote it? I just when's need the to last weigh, time you just, wrote it 12,000 feet? I just need to weigh 130 pounds and be able to do 327. Okay, also, when's the last time you did 330 watts at 12,000 feet? I don't know if I've ever been to 12,000 feet. Exactly. There's a big sign at 11,900 that says no dizzles allowed. And I and I don't go above that. Actually, that sign's probably down at like 7,000 feet. <laughs> Dude, well, Dylan, in that, in that picture that a, I sent you of Keegan's like power or, or gearing data from SBT, you said that he wasn't wearing aero socks. It looked to me like he was wearing aero socks. 
Dude, those are like the cheat. I mean, you know, they're probably more aerodynamic than like a freaking wool sock that you use for hiking. But like, <laughs> those are like, those are like some cheap like BS aero socks. I'm talking about like real aero socks. Dylan gets beat by 45 minutes, but makes fun of Keegan's aero socks. <laughs> Dude, I'm just saying, man. I hope I hope that Mo- like he's got like aero shoe covers on, and he doesn't even have aero socks on. I no, just no. hope that Monster is like no, paying no, him a Tyler lot of money. Tyler clarified. Yeah, they're not aero shoe things. They're soccer shoe things. Yeah, dude, we used to have those growing up when I was like 12. Like that was the big thing because your laces would get in the way of you kicking the ball. So you'd put these little like mm. rubber, essentially like big rubber bands mm. over top of your laces to get that smooth contact. Yeah. That's what he's got, man. He's yeah. just like a U12, yeah. U13 soccer dude. player. He He's trying to go for that football sponsor money. <laughs> yeah, dude. Keegan is kicking balls out there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys follow the SBT coverage or did you just uh, already know what was going to happen and didn't even check it? <laughs> I I, yeah, I was flipped it even, through the the Instagram updates or whatever. Early. How did um <clears throat> yeah yeah no the, it was like a f- group of what five riders or something that was like from off like, the front early yeah mile like three or four yeah no he didn't yeah he wasn't messing around but apparently they got caught and he still which he still they, won they dropped they they missed that on the coverage oh. they did because I was like fl- they did catch flipping through one moment where he was like having a shifting error which was really surprising to see as we were talking about how he never has problems but. He had like a little shifting area. Yeah, there was like, I don't know what happened, but the story was like, Keegan missed shifts or something. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's not a reason to get dropped. Yeah. So Adam, what did (laughs) you accidentally shift it up when you wanted to shift down and now you're dropped? Yeah, they did show there was there 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 was a point in time where he was like like five bike lengths off the back of the group and he was like spun out, like just like spinning. Mm. And and then they were like, it looks like Keegan's having some shifting issues. But then I don't know. You, then his, then his bike shifted fine, and he got back in. And you think his uh, you think his uh, E tap ran out of battery, or his Axis ran out of battery, and then he like had a spare battery in his back pocket that he put on there real quick. Tobin, no, the- it, they, that I mean, they showed the whole thing, and he never stopped. Like I don't I don't know what happened. His like okay. derailleur went to sleep or something. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Was it uh was it Sep Coos who did that? Some someone did that. They like Yeah, I think it was Sep who like changed switched the battery, the SRAM the battery out <laughs> while they were riding. Yeah. Dude, I can barely get down to like fix the buckle of my shoe, like let alone reach to my rear derailleur. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The results weren't surprising. Sophia and Keegan again. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Over it. Um, is uh, is that guy who got second, Pete? Vakoc. We'll just Pete. Uh, uh, is he in the lifetime series? No, no man, he's, he's not. He's a former pro roadie. Yeah, didn't he? Hasn't he won like a classic before? Yeah, I think so. But like I can't Amstel remember or something. One. Oh my yeah, goodness! He's pro-cycle. what is he doing over here? He just just wants to come. Dude, he's doing whatever. He's doing whatever. Like he's doing what every other uh, retired, you know, world, retired tour guy. world tour roadie is doing. You know. Trying to milk that, uh, milk it as long as he can. So what are you doing, dude? I was I was never in the world tour to begin with. I'm just I trying know. to. I'm just <laughs> so, trying to. <laughs> it's like we're in the. This is like the chump league compared to world tour, and we're just trying to make it in the chump league. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the NCL of gravel. It's racing. like this is. 
Dude, just wait until the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. Just wait until next year when Scott is in the Grand Prix. What are you going to do if Scott makes it to the Grand Prix and you don't, Drew? He probably deserves it more than me. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He's not He's not going to make it, though, because he's going to leave really sarcastic answers in the application. Dude, Scott's been killing it this week. He's like top three on GC in a race no one's ever heard of. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it'd be amazing if he came on the podcast and could tell us about that yeah. race. Oh, well. Mm. Well, maybe if he does, all I right. didn't even know that he was back in Europe. He was like, I thought he was stateside, and then I was like, Scott, you gonna make an appearance this week? And he's like, No way, man! I'm in, I'm in a, I got a jersey today. I'm in second GC. We're like, all right, I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, all right, questions? Uh, sure, yeah, we can we can do some questions because we got a bunch of them. And apparently Drew has a hard cut off at an hour. Hey, I had a question. Did I see is this is this real news or fake news that EF the EF women's team is folding? Yeah. It is. Out. Yep. Didn't Corinne Rivera or Corinne Lebecki just sign with them? Yes. I don't why, would they, why would they pick up a why would they pick up new athletes if they're folding? Well, they maybe might they not have known enough. they were folding. There was maybe like last ditch effort to try and yeah. try and get some more sponsor dollars. Dang, I just I that I, f- I felt like those two things were conflicting. Like they're picking up new riders, but they're also full. I was like, I was just wondering if it was real. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Did I also see? And I'm pretty sure this is real news. Is that Matteo Jorgensen signed with Yumbo? Yes. If we're going to talk about cycling news, come on, guys, like pick it up. Those that's those are two really big news items to talk about. That he signed All right, we'll to tell, be a domestic. Tell us another another team. I don't know. That just seems pretty wicked awesome. Like. <laughs> Do you think Sepp Cuss is leaving Yumbo? No. To be a to be a uh like to be a contender for the Gravel tour next year. Privateer. No, dude, he's like No, but like the way he climbs. He's been on the last he's he's won like something like three grand tours in a row. Three or four he's been on the tour or like the winning yeah. team of like it's, three or four grand tours in a row. That dude isn't leaving. Like Yeah. Yeah, but why? But that's exactly why you would want to leave. You're gonna you start to think, well, maybe I want to win one of these things. I mean, he was top ten in the tour until he crashed on like stage eighteen this year. Like, you're only helping my argument, Tyler. I'm saying another team could pick him up, and he would be their new GC guy, yeah. and he could beat the GC guys on Yamaha. Yeah, dude. But you like it, one, you should listen to any interviews that he's done where he talks about like being a GC guy and how like there's still a lot of work there left for him to do to be a GC guy. And also like, Hey, dude, I'm sure that guy, he could do I'm it, sure though. he gets paid pretty dang well to be a super domestique for Jonas and Primo's and like more than if, more than if he went to another team and was the winner. Why? Maybe he's not the guy that wants that pressure of trying to be the winner. How is, uh, how is True. he at, right. at uh, time trialing? Is he that's, okay at time trialing like or no? That's probably where he needs to improve. That's probably what Tyler's talking about. I'm not talking about that. I mean, just saying, like, maybe he just doesn't want the pressure and, like, enjoys being a guy that can, like, you know, I don't know, kind of do his own thing and get paid pretty well to be a super dumbest. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, he's an amazing climber. Um, but you need to be more than just good at climbing to be, like, winning uh, Grand Tour GC. I mean, I think he's probably all right at time trialing, but not not crazy good. And like Mateo going to Jumbo is is interesting because like they now have two Americans on that team that young Americans and Sepp and, and Mateo. But 
Also, like Mateo talked. Sep's not that young. Okay. Sep and Mateo compared to also, me, yes, they are young. <laughs> compared to me, he's actually older than me, so he's not young. Sep and Mateo have different skill sets. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. like, I don't know why, Drew, I don't know why they would be thinking, like, oh, we're bringing on Mateo, let's drop Sep. No, 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 it wasn't that. I was thinking those just two things popped up in my brain at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're going to drop Sep. I'm thinking, if, you know, does Sep want to go to another team and, and win try, or try There's to win? There's so many GC guys, like, and, like, what, you know, so you go to a bet, you go, what team do you go to? Like, Ineos is stacked. If you're Like, you're on the best team in the world. You go to UAE, like they already have the Yates brothers, Almeida, like Pogachar, obviously. Like you're not there's no GC so spots it's, open it's, that are on a, a good enough team. It's kind of it's kind of like if you go to a team that actually is strong enough to support you in a GC battle, they already have a strong rider that they're supporting. And then if you go to a team that's weaker that doesn't have that you would be the strongest one on the team the rest of the riders aren't strong enough to support you in your GC hopes. Yeah. I mean, you look at quick step and like they just brought on Mikel Landa, but the rest of their, I mean, they have like a solid team, but not, it's not like out and out, you know, amazing. They don't like, you know, to support Remco. So yeah, yeah. we'll see. It's big news for sure. Like, Mateo yeah, I mean, and, and maybe, maybe Sep is holding out hope that he'll get GC contention for like the Giro or something. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it would be a pretty big thing to leave Yumbo because it is such a big team. Like, you'd, it'd be a gutsy move, but I'm sure it's crossed his mind. I'm sure people are talking to him about it. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm sure he lets his agent handle that uh, talk for most of it. <laughs> I just thought that was cool. Matteo Jorgensen going from Moby Star to Yumbo. That's like a huge. I just thought that was a huge. It was cool that an American was on Moby Star because I think Moby Star is obviously like a, a Latin America, South American team. So Spanish. like uh Spanish team, whatever. Uh, <laughs> everybody on that team is from Colombia or Ecuador. So like, it was cool to have an American on that team. I thought, yeah. but it's cooler that he's going to be on. Yumbo. Yeah. But he also like, I listened to an episode with him uh, where he talked about like paying for his own arrow testing and like having like going out and paying for his own altitude camps. Like, you know, so he's at a wow. he's at a team that, or like paying maybe not for his own altitude camps, but like paying extra to stay longer kind of thing. So, mm. I mean, it, some Dang. of those guys like they're really good. They they have potential, but they're on bad setups. You know, in terms of aerodynamics, like equipment, hey, what have dude. you. Dude, okay the the team that's at the biggest disadvantage equipment wise by far is whatever <laughs> Alberto Contador's team is. I, I can't even remember the name, but you know how Alberto Contador now has this bike company Mm -hmm. and his team rides those bikes so i was watching a video and they were going through various bikes of whatever race that they were covering and they got to contador's team's bike and it's not aerodynamic at all they don't have aero handlebars they don't have a wax chain um like they they had tubular tires instead of tubeless like every every single innovation that road cycling has had to make the bike faster in the last five years they ignored every single one of them and that's their team bike and i'm like dude if you're on this team you're straight up giving up like 20 watts it's insane iola cometa is that the name of Wait, the bike? So is but the brand is arum arum is the bikes yeah <clears throat> yeah i was just like i can't believe this 
I remember Josh, Josh Portner talking about how he used to work with Contador back when Contador was, uh, you know, racing and Contador just wouldn't believe data. Like he, he was just like, Oh no, like this one feels faster. Oh, they have a gravel bike. You think they'll sponsor me? You, you should try, man. Is that the Monto? <laughs> you seem, uh, you, you do have like the same, uh, the same kind of like mindset as Contador. You're like, well, this thing feels fast. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Dude, they've got aero handlebars on their gravel bike. <laughs> but not on not on <laughs> their like their team race bike. I guess not. Fastest components in the world. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um we we done ripping on Contador's yeah, bikes. Yeah, we should probably. <laughs> he's probably not somebody we want on our. Yeah, Dizzle's got to get think, that sponsorship <laughs> next year. So. You think Contador <laughs> listens to the Bong Bros? <laughs> Dude, what if Scott ends up on that? Team somebody next year? will probably send him this clip. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> yep. got to be looking out for Scott. Dude, he's probably on the on the hunt. He'll end up in that Eolo team now and have to explain why he's affiliated with us. Talking shit about it. <laughs> his bikes yeah man there was one episode of the bonk bros where it was just me and scott at the end and i was ripping on on all of his sponsors and he made us cut it out but it sucked because it was like the funniest bonk bros bit that has ever happened i was i was low-key pissed about it but it's okay put it in the patreon All right, we got a question here from Doug. Doug wants to know if socks, if Aero socks save ten watts when you're solo doing a forty k TT, how much do they save when you're in a pack of call it ten riders? Nine if Roberge is with you. <laughs> <laughs> did, he, did he add that in, or did you add that in? He added that in. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's. Uh, it's probably hard to say. I haven't seen I haven't seen really good data on this, so uh, it's definitely less. It's not going to be ten watts, but it's also not going to be nothing. I know there's so many people that are just like, "Oh, arrow doesn't matter because I'm in the pack the whole time." It's like, no, you're still moving through the wind, even if you're in a pack. And uh, if you want to win the bike race, at some point you're going to have to be in front of the pack. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you could make the argument that if you're in the pack for the entire race and then it's like a hill climb to finish, then that's probably like the scenario where arrow matters the least in a race scenario, but it still matters. Like you're still going to be saving energy in the pack if you're more aerodynamic. I can't give you an exact number on the amount that air, that, uh, arrow just, just say between, between one and 10. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right, so this one's from Old Blue Eyes. <laughs> Frank Sinatra? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, oh, he said, this is Jason from New Jersey here. Oh, this is a while ago. Oops. Uh, so recently I left a snarky comment for Dylan following his epic result at BWR and immediately hoped my sarcasm came across mm-hmm. on Instagram. Anyway, I do have a question or maybe a potential experiment. After seeing pictures of Dylan washing his bike in a river at Unbound, I started wondering if ceramic coating your frame and other key components of the bike. Wait, have we read this one before? I feel yeah, like we, we have read this one. We oh. did that one. Yeah, we read Come this on. one already. Come on, Adam. Well, no, it, it was confusing because he sent me a story, and like, but you can't see the story anymore, so he put a comment uh, after the story. So I thought maybe I just never even read his question. Uh, sorry, old blue eyes, but, uh, yeah, we're moving on. 
You Dude, know what's really frustrating? So many unread comments, and you read one from like months ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's frustrating is when you get a notification that somebody put, tagged you in their story, but then I didn't see it within the 24 hours. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm left there thinking, that's what, what did they say? What did they say about me in their story? <laughs> yeah. like, it drives me nuts. Okay, so. This one's from Ben Herman, who I think is our resident math teacher. Uh, question for the pod. I'm racing the Michigan World Champs, a.k.a. Iceman, this fall. Ben. I need new tires, so I'm wondering if y'all have a recommendation for me. I know Adam's done the race, maybe Tyler. Anyway, I currently have Schwalbe Racing Ralphs. I'm, looking, I'm also looking at Conti Race Kings and Aspens. I have a Santa Cruz Highball, uh, which is a hardtail 29er. I'm no pro, so these would be my all-time training tires for a mountain bike. Thanks for any guidance. Also, I live in Southwest Michigan and our trail conditions are similar to the single track sections of Iceman. I'm not concerned about needing tires for anything really rocky. PS Dylan should come do Iceman on the drop bar hardtail. I'd love to see one of his famous infamous sprint finishes in person. <laughs> Yo, did any of you, okay, before we answer this guy's question, cause we were talking about this last week. I, did any of you watch the my Leadville video? Because in that video, there was the video of me sprinting Logan Owen. No, I missed it. All right, I don't have it easily on my phone to send to you guys. So, but if you if you skip to like, I'll, minute, I'll watch oh, it. But then he he beat you though, didn't he? Yeah. So you want us but to we're, go we're, watch no, the video he, of you he losing wants to a prove sprint? That he, that he wasn't sprinting himself. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> that there was actually somebody so, in front so of you. So the the yeah, also don't you remember the time, his crusher sprint. Also, the time says that Logan Owen beat me by like ten seconds or something. But I think that's just because the chip timer uh, goes from when you cross the start line to when you cross the finish line. Because he only beat me by like maybe a second. Dylan's so bad at sprinting that he <laughs> he needs to show us that somebody was actually in front of him <laughs> to show that he didn't lo- he didn't lose by such a big gap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but also were you not here here last week when I explained the situation? I, yeah, I was. I'm the one that instigated, I think. Mm-hmm. All right, tires. This is like your favorite what? topic and you're skipping over it. It's true. Conti Race Kings, next question. <laughs> do you run conti race kings like even for everyday trail riding no for everyday trail in pisca man i ride like uh minions max's minion like 2.6 why it's not even gnarly on what bike on my trail bike oh so i factor yeah. makes a trail bike they don't make a trail bike oh. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to cut that part out <laughs> No, we don't. Lose. It's, not, it's not Dylan's fault. They don't it's make okay. Trail it's okay. It's okay. No, They're no, about it's, racing, it's, dude. Factor, you don't race trail bikes. Factor has given me permission to ride uh, a trail bike that's because they they don't make a trail bike. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't run Race Kings in Pisca. That sounds like it would be awful. Race Kings don't handle well, but in Michigan, it's like it. it does it even matter for Iceman? You know. So the only thing that I would say is I don't think the race kings are very good at shedding mud. Mm. Yeah, but that race isn't that muddy. It's it's like Can if be. it rains, Last year it was. It's had muddy it, years. If it rains, isn't it sandy? Kind of. It's mm. sandy and muddy. I've seen pictures of like where it's pretty muddy. Yeah. So I mean, well, that's where it, I would I say mean, the aspens shine. I mean, if it's if it's muddy, right? Then we're talking about a completely different tire than if it's dry. You know. Yeah, no, but this dude, Ben, wants one tire that he can train on and race on. Okay, 
if you say Aspens right now over the Conti Race Kings for Iceman, you're absolutely crazy. If you <laughs> if you need to account for all conditions, dude. Like so, if we're giving this guy advice about what tires to run for Iceman, and you're about to say Aspens over the Race Kings, <laughs> dude, didn't Jeff Kabush win the Iceman on a gravel bike once? Yeah. yeah. Kerry Warner rode his gravel bike last year. I also love how you call it the Iceman. <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dylan, if, if he can just pick whatever tires he wants for race day, yeah, like I, I would probably run Race Kings this year. I ran Aspens last year, but I'd probably go to the Race Kings this year. But if it's going to be muddy at all, I don't think I would want Race Kings. I think I would want Aspens. I think if it's if, so it's if he's mu- buying if tires it's- in August for a race that's in November... Here's what Dude, I'll those say. Those Aspens it, are going to be like, they're, they're going to be like Conti Race Kings by then anyway. There's going to be like no, no tread dude. left. Excellent. Point. No. So what I will say is that if it's, if it's, if it's at all, if muddy to the point where you're talking about switching from Race Kings to Aspens or, or whatever, you already need a different tire. Like you should probably be on the, the X King or something or on the Recon. You know what I mean? Like, dude, Aspens are great in the rain. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like this. The answer to this question is so obvious, and it's race kings. All right, either either that yeah, or the. I, I think that's fine. I mean, either that or the Schwalbe like Thunderbird tire. That's not what he said. He's fun. got no. Mm. He said he's got a uh, oh, racing racing Ralph. Ralph. Oh yeah, dude. Speaking of tire names, Schwalbe has it dialed. Like the slippery Sam and the <laughs> freaking <laughs> Rocky Ron frolicking and all Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, I, I think right. Schwalbe has the best tire names. They just right. don't have the we'll, best tires. We'll just go with the Conti Race Kings. I, I think that's Isn't a good there option. A Ralph? Isn't there a Ralph in there? Dude, yeah, he just, just said he, ra- he uses Racing, racing Ralphs. Ralph. <laughs> yeah, those are cool. <laughs> those are cool. <laughs> Thunderbird is the only one that's not an alliteration. Is, is that the right word, alliteration? The Thunderbird. Mm. Thunder oh, no, it's Bert. Thunderbird. I think yeah. that's where they get you, though, because instead of being Thunderbird, they put a T at the end, so it starts with a T and it ends with a T. <laughs> oh. think, they, think they thought that deeply about it? Is it a palindrome? I, I hope so. Is, <laughs> Is it, it a palindrome? <laughs> palindrome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Next one's from uh, Klaas, and he says, this is a mega easy question for y'all. Best and worst tubeless sealants on the market and why? Also, keep up the good work. Love the podcast. Class in Sweden. Sick. Dang. Why does he assume that's an easy question? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so the tubeless sealant that works the best is the Silco sealant. Um, it does. There, there's a, there's. <laughs> ad. No, no, I'm being dead serious here. So there are, tr- there are trade-offs when you have a sealant that actually works. And the trade-offs are that it dries out quicker and it can clog your valve. Um, but if you want a sealant to actually seal holes when you get them, which is the purpose of sealant in the first place, Silka is Silka's like better than anything on the market. It just will dry out faster and it will potentially clog your valve holes. So you gotta, you gotta clean those out and you gotta make sure that you top it up more frequently. But it will seal holes when you have holes in your tire. So it costs more, and I have to use more of it, and I have to clean it up more often. You're really you're like, <laughs> yeah, but you're persu- now you're, you're not really gonna not persuade me. <laughs> now you're not going to be on the side of the road at BWR uh, Cedar City, like I mean, fixing you, a you flat. could just use that for like your race day setup. 
Like who cares if you fly mm-hmm. when you're training? But yeah, you can't I, mix. You can't mix sealants, can you? So you'd have to like well, have so a whole they, other wheel set or tires. So don't you just because you, you're going to put different tires on for race day anyway. Here's here's what Silka does. They have the Silka sealant, and then they have the replenisher, and the replenisher doesn't have any of the carbon fibers in it, which means it doesn't dry out as fast. So if you want to go for longevity, then uh, yeah, you put more of the replenisher in. But it wait. So you have to mix it yourself. Yeah, there's a bottle of replenisher, and then there's a bottle of the sealant, and you like, you know, pour the two into your tire, so you can get the ratio exactly how you want it. Whoa, that's <laughs> that's that's just too much science for me. Put my lab coat on for that one. What sealant do you use, Dizzle? Orange seal. Same. Mm. You know why? Because they sent me a box. <laughs> I don't have to do any more research other than. There's a box of it in my basement. Yeah, yeah, and I, like I and I don't know anybody at Silka, and a lot of a lot of what I choose for bike parts is I like the people who run the company, and I really like John Vargas, and so I like to use Orange Seal because Dude, I the like guys science, John Vargas. The guys at Silka, are, right? Uh, you know Josh, them, Josh Portman. I know. Man. Yeah, I don't know him. You know him. That's what I'm saying. Exact same thing. You like Josh Portman, so you. You, I'm, sure that's a, <laughs> that's, I'm sure that's a part of the equation of you liking Silka. I, I I genuinely do think the sealant seals holes better than any sealant on the market, though. Good, and I like I like Orange Seal because it's orange. <laughs> okay, cool. Tyler, Mads, dude, I got stands. I have some Orange Seal too, but stands is such a basic answer. <laughs> <laughs> The dude, OG, every the OG every, answer. Every time I see Travis from uh, from Silka, he says, "How do we get Adam on Silka wax?" He's dude, really yeah, he, he said that's very after upset. Leadville too. <laughs> he's very upset that you use muck off. I mean, both of you are in the wrong. <laughs> I mean, I'm very, I'm very upset. So, dude, I'm very upset that you use muck off, dude. I don't know what you're doing. Adam throwing on that wet lube, that wet muck off lube, because it's no, dude, it's dry <laughs> lube. I just use it for all conditions. <laughs> Because I basically treat, I, I coat my so chain good. like it's wax. Like by the end of, <laughs> by the end of, of me lubing my chain, it's like pure white. I put mm. so much lube on it, and I don't know. Maybe Travis thinks I'm an idiot because I'm, I'm doing that. <laughs> he definitely does for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, Travis, if if I come to the the house party again this year at Big Sugar and you're doing the the waxing setup, then maybe I'll dump my chain in there. I know an easy way that that Travis can get us to use Silka products, and that is he, Silka becomes a an official you sponsor. Just talk so much crap about Silka. <laughs> yeah, but if they sponsored the podcast, dude, heck, I, I was talking. Okay, I was talking crap about. Uh, <laughs> Alberto Contador's road bikes, and you're like, "Whoa, man! Like, what if I want to get sponsored by them?" And like, we are, you actually have a chance of getting sponsored by Silka, and you're like, "Dude, their seal sucks." Why? Why? Why do I? I never said that. I never said that. Silka, if you're listening, I didn't say that. I'm still open for. I'm still open for negotiations. I mean, it is pretty. I'm not dope talking about they, me. I said the podcast because we talk carbon. about Silka a lot. It would kind of make sense for us to be like, "Oh, listen to Dylan talk about Silka for half the episode and get ten percent off." It'd be a pretty easy. Mm. It'd be a pretty easy partnership to make. Yeah, I agree. You ruined it, though, Drew. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, you <laughs> listeners who have to pay full price for Silka products. It's all my fault. Yeah. Yep. 
All right. Well, David wants to know, with everyone spinning out on the flats at Leadville, would a two-by setup make more sense? <laughs> yes. What about a right, triple setup? No. <laughs> I think that I think that two-by for Leadville is the move, honestly, because you get both extremes. You get super steep grinding, and you get really fast road where you're spun out. I think two-by makes sense for Leadville. You think two-by eagle? Run. So you could have like that 52, 34? I, I mean, I don't know. I would have to look at the like uh the bike ratio calculator or whatever to see i mean I, you just need a you just need a bigger ratio than you currently got with eagle to be honest with you so i mean dude keegan like barely even used any of his smaller cogs on at, at steamboat he should he should have just run that exact same chain ring at leadville dude looking at that looking at that graph it almost looks like he needed a bigger chain ring than a 52 for steamboat Oh, for sure. He's, he spent so much. He spent the most time in the uh, ten and twelve tooth. Yeah, the ten and fourteen, the twelve tooth. He posted so, a graph of how much time he spent in each car. Shram Road did. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that's cool, dude. <laughs> Drew, so I mean, you've never raced steamboat, but it, it's it's at elevations. It's you know seven thousand feet, uh, one hundred and forty miles, and I think probably ten thousand feet of climbing or something like that. Keegan spent. Less than eleven minutes in a in a cog that was below twenty eight teeth or higher than twenty eight teeth. So why? So is, he has a thirty two, a thirty eight, a forty four, and a fifty two. In total combined, he spent less than eleven minutes in those. He cogs. spent ele- he spent eleven seconds in his easiest gear. Dang, maybe with I a fifty two tooth front chain ring. Maybe I should put a bigger chain ring on for BWR. No, no, no. What size not, you got? It's not the same range. What are you running? For a forty six. Oh, oh dude, God. yeah, you actually do what, <laughs> dude? You're gonna get dropped in the. Yeah, you won't even make it to the neutral. Oh, Dang, why are making me nervous? I don't think I can get a chain ring that fast. What should I get? A forty-eight? That seems I'm just, huge. I'm just kidding, Drew. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna My be fine. CTL is only also 90, also the the average speed the average speed of BWR is like twenty miles an hour. The average speed of Steamboat was like 24. 20, 20, 23, wasn't it? Twenty three point eight. Yeah. So I. You know, that that is obviously an insane average speed for a gravel race, but I will say that it being at elevation actually helps with the average speed, not hurts the average speed because the air density is so much lower. Okay, Mr. Science Guy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't trust him. Who cares about breathing? All we care about is how much more aero it is. So they they I there there was an interesting study where they they theoretically found the optimal elevation to do the hour record um because obviously arrow matters so much for the hour record uh but also you need to breathe be able to breathe a little bit um and they said it was six thousand to seven thousand feet was the optimal elevation for the hour record so pretty much steamboat exactly that's what i'm saying maybe that was keegan's tactic he was just he was just gearing up to see what his his pacing needs to be like for the hour record yeah all right i gotta go all right, get out of here. Yeah, go run your small chain ring into the ground. Yeah, dude, come back when you have <laughs> over 100 yes. CTL. We're going oh, yeah. to go answer 10 more questions while you're gone. All right. <laughs> Got to go. Y'all have fun without me. Uh, we're going to lo- watch. When, when we look at the chart of when people stop listening, it's going to be right when I press this red button. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. Yeah. All right, see ya. Okay, so this one... Oh, dude, it's from Playing Bikes. Drew's not even on here anymore. Dang. (laughs) 
so it's kind of related to the the topic that Drew brought up too. He says, uh, "Do you think Lachlan's budget for his alternative calendar is more or less than the EF women's team budget?" And it was he he sent the uh, the post about uh, EF Tibco's like disbanding. Mm. Uh, I would certainly hope it's not. Uh, but who knows? I would certainly hope that they're allocating more more dollars than they're giving the one one dude for the entire women's team. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> He's got to have a pretty big budget, though. Yeah, yeah, including his own salary. Right. Yeah. Like easily come up with a number, I mean, Adam. Hundred 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 fifty thousand. <laughs> yeah, I I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know. Uh, okay. This one's from Pierce should have ended that last question with a go tigers. What? I don't know. Oh, he was talking about the Nick Saban thing. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, I see. Cause, oh yeah, I, I scrolled up and he was the one who asked if I was related to Nick Saban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also new OCD for Dylan just unlocked with that tattoo question. He was just responding, I think to our last episode. There's no way I'm ever going to make that video. It's like the audience for that video is like 500 people. I'd get less views than a Drew Dillman video. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is it time for the whole Lifetime Peloton? Oh, this one's from Adam. Is it time for the whole Lifetime Peloton to pull an Adam Roberge and let Keegan pull the entire race? So I was having a legitimate conversation with somebody about... This was before Leadville, so we didn't know how insane Keegan's time was going to be. But we were talking about like, okay, if... If somebody was going to beat Keegan, what would they have to do? And we were talking about various tactics that people could pull. I don't think there's, I, I don't think there's anything that anybody could have done this year to beat Keegan. I mean, he won by 25 minutes, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like. It would be interesting though. Like if, if Keegan just rode the front the entire race, like could he ride every single person off his wheel? Well, here's the thing. So if every single person refuses to pull, then the race is just going to go a lot slower because Keegan's not so dumb that he's just going to ride at the front the whole time. But if he was forced to, like if that was if 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 that was the challenge, I think it was, that, it was, I right, think that if Keegan I, rides the front the whole time, could he ride every single person off his wheel? So I think that what Keegan would do if like everybody had a pact that no one would pull is that you know the race would go very slow until it got to a significant climb. And then on that climb, Keegan would go as hard as he possibly could and probably drop everybody. Right. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> I mean, like, Ke- like if like, Keegan did all the work t- to Columbine, it would be like a just a warm up for him. You know, I mean, it's not he's dictating the pace. Well, like he, he wouldn't even need to make it to Col- like I, th- I feel like Keegan was so strong at Leadville this, this year that if he wanted to, he could have dropped everybody before Columbine. He could have dropped everybody on yeah. St. Kevin's or on Powerline. Yeah. But like he still wanted to work with people going into Columbine. Right. I, th- I think he could have honestly, he was so strong that I think he could have soloed from St. Kevin's and done 90 miles of the race solo and still won. I, I mean, is obvious. <laughs> yeah. He, he put time into everyone solo from Columbine like a ton of time. Yeah. So for, for like a more of a gravel race, like unbound, can you imagine if everybody just 
refuse to pull it unbound. That would actually be insane because unbound doesn't have super long climbs where Keegan can just ride away from people. Can you imagine if everybody was like, we are not pulling Keegan. You have to do everything. Dude, that's your shot. You need to start organizing a coup for Unbound 2024. How How is that my shot? Because like you could just be like, oh, don't worry, guys. I'm just going up the road to take a pee real quick. And then just time trial away. And Keegan will be like, oh, that guy's coming back. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm just going to go five miles up the road and pee. Yeah. Don't, don't mind me. I have a shy yeah. bladder. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, Keegan did pretty much, it seemed like from the, from the coverage, ride the front at Steamboat and kind of eventually blow everybody away. But I mean, to your point, everybody was, the guys in the front group were working there, but it seems like he kind of forced things pretty early on at that race. Yeah. All right. Next question. Must be nice. <laughs> okay. This one's from Zach. What, what are some of y'all's favorite mountain bike races? Uh, my all time favorite race, mountain bike, gravel road, whatever is the Shenandoah 100. Unfortunately, they completely changed the course because some locals got pissed. Uh, I felt like the course was pretty iconic. It was sort of like Leadville, right? People have a fast time that they want to get at Leadville or like they want to go sub eight or sub seven or sub whatever number that they're trying to do. People, yeah, people do the same thing with Shenandoah. It's obviously not as big as Leadville, but it kind of, when I was growing up, it kind of felt like the East Coast version of Leadville. Hmm. Sick. Uh, yeah. I always liked the the Epic Rides Bentonville race, partly because it was the only Epic Rides race that wasn't at elevation, <laughs> so I always did much better at it. Uh, but I also just like those style of trails. Like, they're fast and flowy, but also, like, kind of short and punchy climbs and, yeah, uh, yeah. So I always like that race. That's a fun one. And I can, uh, I'll have to give a shout out to the, the big local race, Dakota 5.0. It's always a fun time. You guys should come down Coming up next week and do, um, man, I'm totally blanking on the race. There's an endurance mountain bike race in like March every year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh my God. I totally forgot. Well, yeah. What is that called? Uh, crap. I'll look it up. I was looking, I was looking into it earlier this year. It's, it's pretty gnarly, but it was around the same time as, uh, as, as, BWR, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, dude, I was thinking about that race yesterday, actually, and I'm totally blanking on the name for some reason. Um, <laughs> shoot. Yeah, it'll come to me. Noon to Moon. Nope. <laughs> can't, be, Pro can't, be that great. can't be that great. <laughs> Arkansas Mountain Bike Championship Series. Yeah, I don't know. Arkansas Enduro. Expedition Ozark. I don't know. I Now I can't even find it. Yeah. Anyways. I'll get there. Yeah. All right. One more. Uh, yeah, we can, we can hit one or five more. Um, <laughs> all right. This one's from Casey. So this is following up on Casey asked last week, is Scott going to ride one of wow, it's old felt CX bikes this year. Mm. And then he says, Dylan can't take my questions so seriously, but I did see felt actually has a newer cross bike on their website. So Scott doesn't have to dig in the dumpster for wow. It's old bike. Uh, second new idea for the Dylan versus diet Dylan showdown. Instead of this banter about doing the big sugar mountain biking gravel races as an omnium between the two clowns, how about you combine a mountain bike race and a cross race, pick a mountain bike race, and then you both must do NCGP UCI cross race total time or points omnium. You guys decide you could include big sugar gravel as a third event for optimal omnium setup. I don't want to hear excuses from either of you. Yeah, dude. Have you ever done a cyclocross race? I, I have when I was in uh, I think fourth last... grade. <laughs> yeah. 
I think the last cyclocross race I did, I was probably like 18 years old and I did really bad. So. <laughs> okay, Drew, I'm never doing it again. <laughs> yeah, dude, Casey was, I Casey mean, was saying like, you're, t- you're complaining about no, uh, no lifetime race on the East coast, but there's a whole cyclocross season on the East coast. So mm. maybe, uh, maybe just do some cyclocross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Absolutely I mean, I, I think that like, I think I just realized from an early age that, uh, cyclocross doesn't really suit my skill set as a, as a bike racer. Um, but, uh, you know, I know you don't want to hear those excuses. So <laughs> maybe, maybe if like, you know, uh, Todd, I mean, if you could just figure out a way to do 403 watts a, for a an hour ago that like freaking Eddie Merck's race back in 1970, that'd be fine. That's a GA that suits you best. <laughs> no, he's talking about like Scott, Scott needs to race Wout's bike. And I honestly, like, I can't even remember the last time that Wout rode a felt. Dude, he's taking his <laughs> question serious again. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Casey doesn't care about about Scott riding the felt anymore. All he cares about is you and Dizzle doing a cyclocross showdown. Okay, Dizzle would be so amped. He's gonna listen. Do you back think you could finish on the lead go. lap? Uh, no, because I'll probably want, by the time NC what is it NCGX GP. Yeah, by the it's time that rolls, County, doesn't even know what the race is called. <laughs> I've 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 gone to watch the race. I, by the time the race rolls around, I will have not ridden my bike for two weeks. So. Dude, isn't that race like the same time that Drew's talking about going to that race in Mexico? <laughs> yeah, Drew's, Drew's schedule is interesting this year. He's got a lot mm. of a lot of mixed events here. Oh, November 18th and 19th. Yeah, a week before Thanksgiving. Wachita okay. Challenge. Taking it back a couple of minutes. Yeah, Wachita. That's Wachita the one. Wachita Challenge. Figured it out. Yeah. Uh, okay, the next wait, one's... Wait, wait, wait. This was... This was back to the question about mountain bike races. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I couldn't, I couldn't not let it slide. So, yeah, I've heard okay. that race is sick. Yeah. Okay. Andy wants to know what our thoughts are on 750 D size wheels. <laughs> I saw, I saw this. Ben Delaney posted it or something. There's a new, there's a new wheel size and it's bigger. It's instead of 700, it's 750. So, so one and a half inches bigger, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I want to see rolling resistance tests. If it's, if there's less rolling resistance, I'm all in until then. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I will say that the rolling resistance is pretty crap right now. Cause the only company making this is WTB. So you have to run these WTB tires. Definitely not faster, but if every company got on board and like, you know, uh, specialized made a 650 47 pathfinder that that might be quick if it was a bumpy course. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Might make sense for tall riders because, you know, you ever see like a guy who's like six, eight, and then he's riding his bike and it looks like a child's bike. Yeah. Because the wheels are so disproportionately small to the frame. Grind Trebone. But, but why, why would that help a bigger rider though? Well, like, in, think, in what way? I think it would just fit it, the, it, the fit would feel more comfortable instead of having these wheels that are oh, okay. so much smaller than your body. Like it'd be like you having to go back to a 26 er yeah, you're saying you're not saying like it would help them in any kind of like rolling resistance manner. You're just saying the, the geo of the bike. No, no, no. I'm just saying the geo I of see. the bike. Yeah, yeah. The rolling resistance. I don't know. I mean, may you know, maybe faster, maybe not. I haven't seen any data on it. I don't think data on it exists because literally this is the first time I'm hearing about it. And uh, WTB seems like the company that's embracing it, and their tires suck. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen anything about it. 
Okay, Jacob sends us a link to a DIY sports drink tonicity calculator, which I've actually used this before, back when I was making my own drink mixes. Uh, and then he goes on a rant about how table salt is not the same as sodium. It's sodium chloride. Uh, use sodium citrate instead. Table sugar is also not adequate for sport drink mixes. Yeah, he's just he is just pissed. J- Jacob <laughs> Jacob was pissed about our DIY sports <laughs> drink talk. It's like the most and, polarizing yeah, topic we've had. <laughs> it is, man. We're fired it is. Up. That's I mean that's that's why I said like I switched away from it. Just buy the stuff that someone else did the research on. Yeah, or make your own. Whatever you so, want to do. <laughs> Or make your own. Yeah, that's so, totally fine too. <laughs> so these, these com- what I was saying about the sweetness is these companies do tamp down the sweetness of their drinks because if you have a drink that's excessively sweet, you're going to be sick of it in like three hours and then you've still got three more hours of racing to go and you're screwed. Like the sweetness is a huge issue when you're trying to do 90 grams of carbs per hour. That's why you can't use table sugar. Right. Okay. Well, do, do we, we want to keep going or we want to shut this down? Uh, I'm probably going to go ride as well. All right. So we'll shut it down. All right. Sounds good. See ya. Later. See ya.